Welcome to The Dose of Caesar, the podcast where we run weekly life experiments, we question our assumptions, and explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. This podcast is not brought to you by Timex Iron Man watches. Waterproof, shockproof, a watch that works out as hard as you do, Timex. I've had one of these for two years now, and it always lends a hand when I'm working out, when I'm cooking, or even when I have to wake up early. I got one because Jocko Willink had one, and if you know anything about Jocko, you know that he is one disciplined beast. So I was thinking a disciplined beast like him should have, probably has a a badass tool for a watch, and he that's the one thing he would always post on his Instagram. And let me tell you, it is a very practical watch. I mean, you can you probably could find another watch that does the same thing, but I like it. <laughs> it hasn't failed me in two years. Waterproof. <laughs> My friends make fun of me because I wear it all the time, even when I'm wearing um, it's a, like a, it's a, a nice fit, you know. My friends are like, Caesar, you, you look great, but the watch, what's up with the watch? And I'm like, look, man, if I got to jump into a pool and save a baby, it's, it's an option. It's an option. My watch isn't going to get ruined. My outfit might, but my watch isn't. For a very practical and affordable watch, it's about $30, $40. I recommend it. Once again, this podcast is not brought to you by Timex Ironman Watches. Let's move on to the experiment of the week. Again, I'm reaching out to people. I want to reach out to like five successful people a day and ask them a few questions, ask them a question, do some sort of, uh, just reach out, you know, get a response. However, there has been a problem with my system. I procrastinate way too much. I get stuck in the writing phase, in in the writing phase of the email. Like, what should I ask them? And then, on top of that, another way I, I allow myself to procrastinate is, who do, I, who do I reach out to? So it's like paralysis by infinite options. Um, however, I have sent a few emails. Um, last week, I did get a response from a UFC fighter. His name was uh, Tim Kennedy. What a fucking beast. Um, and that blew my mind. So I, I emailed him to ask him a question about fitness, and and he replied the same day in a few hours, which made me, I had an assumption. My assumption was, this guy has over 700,000 followers on Instagram. There's no way he's going to reply, or, or there might be, he might reply, but I wasn't expecting anything is what I'm trying to say. And he replied within a few hours. And I was like, holy fuck. You know, you these people aren't... If you want to reach out to them, they're there. They're just humans. Now, given they're humans that I don't know, but that assumption that just because he has a huge following doesn't mean he's unreachable. He's a fucking human. And also, he changed my perspective on exercise. More on that later because of his response. Uh, Earlier this week, I did message um, an author, an entrepreneur. Um, His name is Derek Sivers. I really respect the way he, uh, his philosophy on life and on business. And so I, I just simply messaged him to thank him for writing the book that he wrote, all, Anything You Want, because I think it's really helping me right now change um, the way I view what I want to do with my life uh, and, and what actions I take next. Um, I'll talk that, about that more later. But So I emailed him to, just to thank him, and he responds the next day. 
such a nice guy, such a nicest guy ever. Responds the next day, hey Caesar, how's it going? Thank you so much for telling me your story. And um, do you have a, a website or a blog or, or any um, any social media links that I could uh, learn more about you in? And I was like, sure. Sent to my blog, sent to my Instagram, and then he replied. And and on top of that, I asked him what his favorite song was because because uh, he's also a musician. So then he replies later, and he's like, "Hey, awesome, awesome blog. Um, by the way, one of your links at the bottom is broken. It just takes me back to Wix." I was like, "Oh, this fucking guy!" And he sent me his favorite song. I had sent him my favorite song. Again. This is a, um, in my opinion, he has a huge following. He has a huge following, super rich guy, well off. And I, may, I had the assumption that because he was so successful, I mean, there's a, there was a very low chance of him responding. Even though on his website, he says, I will respond to your email. <laughs> Fascinating. So that barrier in my mind just kind of crumbled. The the fact that, can I reach out to people? Yes, you can reach out to people. The, the question is, how much do you want to reach out to them? And if they're hard, if it's hard to reach out to them, are you going to figure out how to do it? Um, but a lot of people, a lot of these successful people are just, they want to talk to you. They want to help out. They're ready to help out. So I found a, a few emails, a few other emails of other people I want to contact, and and I'm currently I've been sitting on those. Why have I been sitting on those? Because I've been procrastinating. I'm not. I'm I I get into this procrastinating zone sometimes. But moving forward, what are we gonna do? Well, I've realized that my system. There's something wrong with my system here. If I'm not emailing someone every day, there's obviously something wrong with the way I'm approaching this. Um, either it's either I'm making it too. I'm giving myself the opportunity to procrastinate on the writing of the email. So how do we remedy that? We, um, I'm thinking I create a skeleton email. You see, but the problem is that if I can't just make a, maybe I can make a template, but each email has to be kind of personalized so that they know that I know them. It's not, so it's not just comes off as like, this is a generic email, but we can start with making some sort of email template where I can still personalize it. Um, the next thing is, uh, obviously, this I think this one's an obvious one, Re finding who you're going to reach out to days before and um, having it scheduled. Similarly, with <laughs> that's similar with something I want to do with the podcast because, again, I've been a little, I've been very, not a little, very inconsistent lately. Um, and so that's the uh, experiment. Uh, of the week. Also, I need to make it lower the bar, lower the bar. One person a day, one person a day. One is infinitely better than zero because three, five, it gives me a reason. It gives me a reason to say, oh, fuck, there's too many people I need to reach out to. It's uh, the day's wasted. One person, it's like one push up, it's like one page, atomic habits. This is how we create the habits. Make it easy. Make it easy. Anyone. Anyone can reach out to one person a day. One person. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. It's you got you got like what? 16 hours that you're awake and you're only gonna reach out to one person. I know, but no, we can't think about it that way. There's um we just have to build the habit here. Moving on to the books. Um what I've been reading. So I I don't know if I've mentioned mentioned this book. I didn't read it this week, but I want to mention Recession Proof Graduate by Charlie Hohen. Why? Because 
it's blown my mind. It's blown my mind. That was one of the first, that's one of the reasons I'm reaching out to people. First, um, it started with the chapter, um, I believe it's chapter four or something, um, in the four-hour work week where Tim Ferriss talks about the challenge that he gives to Princeton students that they needed to, that whoever re- can reach out to the most impossible to reach person and get a response from them, they'll get a uh, round trip around the world or a round trip ticket, flight, whatever. Um, that's when I, uh, I started, that's when I reached out to the chef. Then I read the book, Recession Proof Graduate, which is all about basically getting apprenticeships and working for people for, for free for a short period of time to get your foot in the door, proving, your, proving to them that you are worth working with, and then getting paid. And, and, but like it's about building a network. This book is about building a network. And so, yeah, I'm just very thankful that I read that book. It, it helped me to get here, to get a response from a UFC fighter, which is kind of mind-blowing to me. I know it's, I know that it's it's not that big of a deal, because it's just like okay, he just responded, but this is a big step forward, big step, little steps, little steps, and we just took a big step forward. <laughs> uh, but the book that that I did listen to this week was um, "Anything You Want" by Derek Sivers. This book is forty lessons that uh, Derek Sivers learned um, over ten years of building CD Baby, which he eventually sold for. I think it was like twenty or fifty million. I don't know. I don't know. One of one of the two numbers. There's there's they're in my head. But it is a short read. I think it's ninety pages long, and the audiobook is only an hour and a half. And it's just awesome to hear his perspective. I resonate a lot with the way he he he's approached business because because first of all, I haven't. It's not a it's not an approach that I hear a lot. But it's an approach that, that I think, um, I think I'm meant for. Like the way he he puts his customers first, beyond anything. Uh, customers first, customer experience first, and he kind of um, like money is always. It's it's kind of just a thing that yes, he's gonna make sure that the business is profitable, but that's that's not the main purpose of the business. I think you have to listen to the book to understand what I'm talking about. Derek Sivers is just an incredible person who really wants to just bring value to the world. But he's also smart about it where he's just going to make sure that he can continue to do what he wants by making a little bit of money, but not but offering the best value. So moving on. I said I was going to talk about the um, – let's talk about some random topics. And the first random talk topic is uh, – the response from Tim Kennedy, I sent them this three, four paragraph email where I ask them, um, you know, man, you, you know how to cut, like, you know how to put on muscle and like, you know, I've been struggling lately on, on getting, getting below 10% body fat. What um, protocol, diet and um, an exercise protocol would you use if you had four weeks to, to put on the most muscle? Convert conversely, what diet and, and exercise protocol would you use to lose the most weight or lose the most fat? And the man responds, "Oh, at the end, you always put." I'm, I'm using, of course, I'm using the Tim Ferriss template, and I'm like, uh, "Thank you very much for your time. I understand if you can reply, but even one, even one, um, even a one-liner would make my day." And <laughs> he responds. A couple hours later, man, 
I don't do any of that stuff, and I don't care what I look like. I just train like I want to tear somebody's face off. Boom. Caesar's mind was blown. <laughs> My friend Daniel was with me, and I kept, I kept telling him, I kept looking at Daniel and saying, bro, this guy replied. And then I told him, dude, I, I realized I've been approaching this wrong. I've been, I've been approaching this wrong. My world was shattered. I think you could see it in my face. <laughs> like I, there was a, um, the way I explained it to Daniel, I've, I admire Tim Kennedy for what he is able to do with his body because it's so practical. He can fight. He can defend. He can defend the people he's with. Um, and, and he could fucking move heavy shit around. He could, it's just basically he could do practical shit with his body. And when he said that, because I, I want to be able to do that as well, when he sent me that email, I realized that I was focusing on the wrong thing. That Like, I think he's right. If I want to be, if I want my body to be practical, maybe I should focus <laughs> on training like, like I want to rip somebody's face off. Like, I, like uh, maybe I should focus on just pushing the body, pushing the body to not where it gets injured, but to its limit so that when and, when and if, if the, uh, the occasion comes that I have to defend myself or I have to defend somebody or I have to use my body to actually do something physical, my body is more than capable and ready. So I was a little shell-shocked after that email. <laughs> um. But I, but again, you know, I, I I looking looking at the approach that I was taking, I was trying to reach a certain goal, which was uh, get below a certain body fat percentage or see the abs. Um, so not that my approach was completely wrong, but it's a question of who do you want to be, kind of, or yeah. And in that moment, I decided, yeah, I don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I I want my body to be practical. Fuck the fuck the, I mean not fuck the abs. I want to see the abs to be honest. But possibly, what if the approach? What if I take the Tim Kennedy approach of train like an animal, and if you earn the fucking abs, you earn the abs. If they come out, they come out. If they don't, they don't. But your body's practical. So that day, I decided to eat a shit ton of ice cream. <laughs> a shit ton of ice cream. <laughs> Not that I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I'm not saying I. I'm gonna be honest. I pro I used that email as a way out of like fuck it. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking eat ice cream. I'm gonna eat like shit. And um, was that the right thing to do? No, no. But I'm back on the wagon. Not dieting now. I'm um on a bulking diet where I want to gain weight. But we got low. We got to a body fat percentage that was pretty low for me. I've never been that low. I would say I was at, I don't know, maybe 13, 14% body fat. And of course, of course, of course, yeah, you can get lower. You can get much lower. But whatever, we turned around. Now the new thing that I'm excited about is gaining weight. Next random topic. We have a problem. This one's going to be quick. We have a problem, people. H-E-B swoon cookies and cream ice cream seems to be sold out everywhere. This is an issue that I want to bring to light. This is uh, something that I think should be discussed all around Texas. I think it should be brought up to H-E-B 
because this is my favorite ice cream. It's the greatest cookies and cream ice cream, and I cannot believe it's sold out. Actually, I can believe it's sold out, but look, if you find H-E-B Swim Cookies and Cream Ice Cream at a local H-E-B around you, email me with the subject line, SWOON IS ALIVE, in all caps, so I know this is real. And um, yeah, that's it. Um, we'll, we'll chat. Possibly I'll pay you to send me some SWOON Cookies and Cream Ice Cream. But that is, uh, that is an issue. Um, one of the solutions I see here is infiltrating the H-E-B company, uh, possibly becoming an employee, and then figuring out what's going on. What's the problem? Do we need more cookies? Do we need more cream? What's happening here? Why aren't we producing um, enough of this? Because I need some of it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So that's the end of the show. Uh, I'm going to put the books, the book links... Uh, in the show notes, I'll put a link to Tim Kennedy's website so you can find out who he is, uh, Derek Sivers. And instead of doing a quote today, um, we're going to do a whole little blog post by Derek Sivers. The blog post is called Beware of Advice. It's quite a short blog post, but I thought it was interesting and I wanted to share it. And it's very relevant to what I'm doing right now. Beware of Advice. Imagine that you hand someone your camera and ask him to take a photo of you. He does, but when you look at the photo later, you notice that he took a photo of himself by mistake. Imagine you've got a big question like, should I quit my job and start my own company? You go ask the advice of some successful people you respect because they can't know everything about you and your, and your unique situation. They'll give advice that's really just a reflection of their own current situation. So let's look at some ways that advice is biased. Number one, lottery numbers. When successful people give advice, I usually hear it like this. Here are the lottery numbers I played. 14, 29, 71, 33, 8. They worked for me. Success is based on so many factors. Some are, luck, some are luck, some are not. It's hard to know which which are which. So which do you learn from? Number two, underdog opinion in their context. Someone giving advice doesn't want to say what's been said too much already. But he's basing that but he's basing that on his surroundings, not yours. So if everyone around him is quitting their jobs, his advice to you will be to keep your job. That advice has nothing to do with what's best for you. It's just the opinion that seems underrepresented in his en environment that day. Number three. Is this number three or number four? Yeah, number three. Creative sparks. You ask, what should I do? Option A or B? He replies, zebra. <laughs> he's treating the situation as an invitation to brainstorm, giving a crazy suggestion just to open up more options. Like an Oscar Wilde quip, it was meant to be mostly entertaining, maybe useful, and probably not correct. The problem is taking any one person's advice too seriously. Ideally, asking advice should be like echolocation. Bounce ideas off of, off of all your surroundings and listen to all the echoes you get to get the whole picture. Ultimately, only you know what to do, based on all the feedback you re you've received and all your personal nuances that no one else knows. And that is the blog post, Beware of Advice, by Derek Sivers. Very interesting, right? And with that, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.